Welcome to Analyzing Television, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at situations and topics in the world of television. I am your host Matthew and uh, today I'm here to talk about BritBox. The good old BritBox. Um, so for those of you that don't know, BritBox is basically a, a streaming service in the UK and it's also available in the US. And it's essentially a streaming service that's full of British TV shows, hence the name BritBox. Um, this this is a this is a weird streaming service, uh, especially the way, especially the it, it's its value in the UK and its value in the US are two very very different things. It how can I even sort of discuss? It's a very it's a out of all the streaming services that are out there like everywhere. This is I think the weirdest one, just in terms of its yeah its its use and its content. Now I just want to make something clear. I myself have not used BritBox. I don't intend to use BritBox because I don't really need it. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be talking about the functionality of the app or like how well it works i'm here to talk about brickbox's content and its price and the weird differences between the the us and the uk uh so i googled a bunch of different questions we're going to go through a couple of different things um so yeah it's ba- yeah it's basically a british streaming service with a bunch of british tv shows on it but there's one really really big thing that sticks out to me that massively takes away its value in the uk but we'll get to that in in a second uh a subscription to britbox costs six pounds a month quite cheap or uh 60 pounds a year if you pay up front a seven day free trial is available to new customers however um yeah they check your card check if you're eligible for a free subscription and whatnot so it is cheap it is cheap and that's kind of how i would describe britbox at least for the uk use and i'm from the uk and there's there's pr- outside of its originals that haven't grabbed me at all. I mean, I mean the the biggest one on there is probably the spit Im- spitting image thing, which is basically like a parody thing for celebrities and like puppet versions of celebrities and whatever. It looks okay, but I'm not going to subscribe to a streaming service for one show, especially one show that I'm not feeling the need to jump at. You know, if 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 I was more interested in something like spitting it spitting image. Um, then, uh, I suppose I would grab a trial and binge it, but I, that, that's not something I feel the need, immediate need to sort of do, so, that's the information about it for the UK. Uh, the biggest thing that sticks out to me, now I did Google this, I couldn't look up every single answer, the, all four originals that are available on BritBox, now this, this for me in the UK is where this subscription service significantly devalues itself uh so if i was to think of three all four originals uh let's say like misfits in betweeners and skins or something right some of those shows i don't think every single all four originals available on britbox but there's quite a few of them there's like i think friday night dinner is available on there as well now if you're in the uk and you're interested in Channel 4 content. And E4 as well. Because Misfits and Skins are, are E4 shows. If you've got the interest for those. And you know that you can 
log in basically to all four for free all four is free and watch those shows why would you pay six pounds a month to watch those now the strange thing about Britbox is because I see advertisements for it on TV I see adverts for it on like you know like promoted paid ads on Twitter and on Facebook and the strange thing is about that is whenever I see Britbox advertised it's either just for Spitting Image, which is the only original I've ever seen promoted from BritBox, or it's the all four shows, which to me immediately devalues what you are advertising to me, because I i mean, not everybody might know, but I know that those shows that are on all four, I don't need to pay for your streaming service to watch those, and... Spitting Image, which is the only original that I've seen advertised for it properly. Because I looked up originals because I don't know what other ones are on there. <clears throat> um, It's like, okay, you're really devaluing your service when the only thing you're advertising to me is something I've already watched. Granted, I've already seen Misfits, Inbetweeners, Skins, those, those sorts of shows. Um, When that that is what you're trying to advertise me to pull me in. It's it's really quite strange. It really is strange. I'm not going to call it like a weird like scam or whatever because it's not really a scam. Um, it's just a very strange thing. Now I started thinking as I started to see more and more adverts for BritBox. I started thinking, okay, I know that Spitting Image is on there. Um, why don't you have like more originals that you're not pushing? Um. It's it's just very very strange the way it's advertised. Now the only the only for me the only thing that makes BritBox worth any money is that it's available. I I didn't know if it was available in the US, so I looked this up. BritBox is currently available in Australia, Canada, USA, and and the UK. If you subscribe in the US, Canada, or Australia, your subscription can be in either region. So, yeah, if you're in Australia, Canada, or the US, and you haven't seen those all four shows, and you haven't seen um, uh, Spitting Image, there's also things like Broadchurch as well, uh, Only Fools and Horses. I'll get into those shows in a minute. Um, that's the that's literally, I mean, it's only £6 a month, or it's, um, let me see for the US, what did I look up? $7 for, for the US, which again is is quite cheap. Um, but that's, that's the only, if you took away its availability outside the UK, this streaming service wouldn't be, wouldn't be worth existing, really, outside of what, Spitting Image, what, one, one show that's been heavily advertised, that's, that's about it. Um, so if you look at overall what I've just said in the last seven minutes, BritBox just isn't worth, it, it, it isn't worth very much unless you live outside the UK. <clears throat> Which does make sense, you know, if you're in a country that isn't the UK and you subscribe to something that's called BritBox, you'd expect to have access to, you know, Broadchurch, Inbetweeners, you know, some some of those UK shows, uh, Misfits, that kind of stuff as well, Friday, Friday Night Dinner. That that makes a lot of sense. So that, for, for me, and I'm only speaking about, like, my opinion and stuff, where that, because you can take take out that six six pounds... That the UK pays because unless you're interested in spitting image or digging through their other other originals, which are whatever, uh, it's not worth it for the UK. I, I don't think. 
Um, but if you're in the US, you want to watch those British TV shows. That is the only bit of value that I think BritBox actually has. Um, so yeah, there's there's that as well. Uh, and as I mentioned a minute ago, um, so that's, that's that's kind of the all four side of things, which is sort of okay. If you're in the UK, you don't need to pay for this thing because those shows are available on a free platform, which they've been on for years. Because uh, those aren't like new shows either, like Misfits, In Between the Skins, Friday Night Dinner, that kind of stuff. Um, outside of that, this is where thing this is where things get really unnecessarily complicated, at least to me anyway. If you were to take something like Fools and Horses, which aired on BBC, it's repeated on like UK Gold and whatever, but it aired on BBC, and things like Broadchurch, which aired on ITV over here. Uh, BBC has got a free streaming platform called um, BBC iPlayer, and the ITV Hub has got well, ITV sorry has got the ITV Hub where you can watch you know all, all the ITV shows and catch up and that sort of thing. Sometimes those shows weirdly leave weirdly leave those platforms. Uh, at the moment, you can't go on BBC iPlayer and watch Fools and Horses. It's currently on Now TV and BritBox. So, and repeated on UK Gold, but those th- those are aired at certain times on like a marathon kind of thing. So unless, unless you're going and like recording the episodes off of UK Gold, you're not you you can't really like log into that and sort of watch that on there. So it's just sort of like when you look at the other content. So like Channel Five, because Channel Five contents on there as well on BritBox. It, so if you look, if you, if you look at the main, um, the main four: BBC, ITV, Channel Four, and well, all four basically. Uh, so BBC, ITV, Four, and then Channel Five, right? Uh, BritBox does show in their advertisements that, like, hey, you can watch shows from Demand Five and all four and BBC and all that sort of stuff. If you look at the UK version of those things, and again, this is why this is why it's very weird and complicated, and why I think BritBox is devalued unless you're outside the UK. If it's a BBC show like Only Fools and Horses, it should be on the iPlayer. If it's a BBC show, things like uh, Doctor Who are on uh, BritBox as well. I'm pretty sure that Doctor Who, who at the moment, uh, isn't on the iPlayer, maybe the new seasons were, but you're talking about like the classic seasons, um, the ITV stuff, again, that should be on ITV Hub, if those are made by those, if those shows are made by those companies, they should be on their own things, because there's already streaming services that exist for those shows, all four, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're the ones that are doing the, the better job of having their content on them, then the other three. All four um, have had in between us, Skins, Misfits, Friday Night Dinner, uh, whatever four shows are there. Things like, um, I can't think of any other four shows at the moment. Uh, most of those sort of shows, they're all on all four. You can go and watch them for free. I guess like Hollyoaks as well, if you're into British soaps and stuff. Um those episodes are on there. Hollyoaks is a little bit different because you don't store like you know two thousand episodes or whatever, uh, so that is on a little bit more of like a catch up thing. But they keep the episodes for a while. Uh, so 
yeah, again, if you're in, if again, if you're in the UK, you'd expect, okay, if I want to watch a BBC show, I go onto BBC iPlayer. If I want to watch an ITV show, I go onto ITV Hub. If I watch a show that's on one of the four channels, I go to all four. That actually works. And then I can't remember if it's Demand Five or My Five because I haven't used it in so long. I think it's called My Five now. If I want to watch a Channel Five show, I should go onto My Five because they should be on there. This, that's not the case. That's not the case. Um, there's actually weirdly been certain cases with BBC to where, like, they'll add that they're like, "Oh, we got the box set of Gavin and Stacey." It's like, well, yeah, that makes sense because it's it's your show, and then it will sort of leave for a bit and then come back. Uh, I've noticed that with things like Luther, that will be on there for a bit and it will go away. Um, you have other things that stay on there a bit more regularly, like um, Line of Duty. I, I've noticed as I've re- I recently watched the first season of that show, uh, that's all on there. Uh, things like Peaky Blinders, I don't know if that's on the uh, on the iPlayer, but I'm just saying if somebody mentions to like one of these BBC shows or things like Doctor Who, I don't, I I don't think classic Doctor Who is on the iPlayer. Actually, that's again on BritBox. So you've got this. If you're living in the UK, you've got this very very weird situation. Where if you're watching a show off the main... They're called the main five because it's BBC Two as well. But let's just say BBC. If you're watching a show off of the main four. You know, I, BBC, ITV, four and, and five. Unless you're watching one of those shows that are on Channel Four. You don't know if that show's going to be on BritBox. Or on, you know, the iPlayer, I, uh, iPlayer the hub for, for ITV. Or My5. Um... But spreading the shows out like that on the other three services is just very, very strange. And, um, yeah, it's either like, okay, you know you're going to watch, be able to watch a show for free because they'll be on the on the other on-demand services, basically. Or you'll pay £6 a month for a show that's already aired on a Freeview channel that was pretty much owned by that Freeview channel and it's not on, it's not on their catch-up service. It's, it's very, very strange. And, uh, I'll get into some stuff for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else, or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us 
of your favourite TV show or film, but it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show uh, let's move on from that. So, yeah, to sum up that first little kind of half, I suppose, BritBox, if you're in the UK and you don't want to watch Spitting Image or you, and you don't care about BritBox's originals, don't bother. Just just don't bother. Just wait for some of those other shows to pop up on, like, Now TV or if BBC fancies putting one of their own shows on their own streaming service, then wait for it to pop up there. Um, ITV is again a strange one with that. Their box sets kind of come and go, so just just wait for those to pop up. I, I would say don't pay the the six pound for that. If you're in the US, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, I, I guess this is that's what it's supposed to be targeted to, but it's not because it's actively advertised over here in the UK as sort of hey, watch these shows that are, should be on other streaming services. So it's very very strange. Uh, so next bit I want to get into as well. Um, let's look at this. Uh, original programs. In September 2017, BritBox released a reconstruction of the Doctor Who story, The Wheel in Space, using the surviving episodes and reconstruction using something. Um, yeah, uh, the, the first original drama series in which BritBox held a direct production role. Here's where things get really weird and dig into the whole iPlayer itv hub kind of stuff now some of these co-productions make a little bit of sense but the amount that this is being leaned into doesn't really make a lot of sense to me more original content is set to be commissioned and produced for 2020 following the platform's uk launch with the bbc media center stage stating the first new show is expected to be commissioned soon and will be available on brickbox to viewers Available to BritBox viewers, sorry, in t- uh, from 2020. The goal is to offer exclusive content only available to BritBox rather than BBC and ITV's UK VOD services, BBC Player, and ITV Hub, the ones that I just mentioned. The annual budget for original programmes will be in the tens of millions of pounds according to BBC News, which is the news for their own platform. ITV has pledged to invest up to $65 million in the joint venture over the next two years. So I, su- I assume that's 2021 and 2022. Uh, and the BBC has said um, their pledge would be in the tens of millions. There's a lot to dig into there, I think. It was confirmed in March 2020. The first original um, commission to be shown on BritBox uh, UK would be a revival. Okay, so it's a re- revival, not a complete original, I suppose. Of the um, satire puppet show Spitting Image. The one that I mentioned. The series featuring 100 new puppets. Debuted uh, October 3rd 2020. So that's almost a year old. I'd assume that's coming back for another season. So. Here's like where I just don't really get certain things. That's That second paragraph I read out. Because to me. When I look at ITV and BBC and I think, okay, you lot are struggling for content a little bit. Um, 
And it's sort of like, okay, when you're hearing things like the annual budget for programmes will be in the tens of millions of pounds, according to BBC News. If I think about this in terms of the streaming wars, and I'm BBC or ITV, and BritBox, this new um, you know, Britain-centric, I suppose, content thing, is trying to do deals with you, and you're put, thinking of putting tens of millions of pounds in, that that doesn't really quite add up to me. I, I did a podcast last year talking about, um, I think it was last year, there was two podcasts I did on, the one podcast sorry, I did on BBC, it was called The Fall of BBC, I think it was called The Fall of BBC and the Rise of Disney Plus, because Disney Plus was picking up subscribers left, right and centre, and, and the BBC was struggling. And one of the things I remember hearing on BBC News at the time was that BBC had to cut back a little bit on um, uh, on, on like funding and stuff because they were sort of struggling a little bit. And that's why I came with the whole comparison of Disney Plus to BBC, which some of you might not think it's fair, but it's the streaming wars and it's called business competition and it's called getting viewers over to your platform. So when you're struggling with money... And then you come across somebody like Disney Plus that's just rising through the world because they've got like over 100 million subscribers. Yeah, it it, it shows a bit of a struggle from BBC's side. Um, Now, I don't quite know if this thing, the tens of millions or whatever, was commissioned before that news report or after, but it must have been in and around the same time. Um, I just don't really... What I'm not quite grasping... And as well, the, the 65 million, which is tens of millions. Uh, so, so both of them have basically said they are going to do tens of millions. One said tens of millions and one said 65 or up to 65 million. Why doesn't... Now, there might be some answer that I'm missing here. Why doesn't BBC and ITV just focus on putting that money that they've got, or at least a good portion of it, into more of their own content? Um, and I know things like ITV's game shows do really well, This Morning does very well, and Love Island does well, whatever. I don't think, Love Island wasn't on last year, I think, was it? Um, I suppose that the way they'd have to look at this is, okay, if they're struggling a little bit for competition, which I believe that both BBC and ITV are, I might be wrong about that, but that's, that's what I think is happening. Maybe this is their way of thinking, okay, if we plunge some of the money that we've got into this co-production stuff with BritBox, that might get us somewhere, I suppose. Because I suppose the idea is supposed to be, if we do these co- this co-production with ITV, sorry, with BritBox, um, that people will still watch those new shows on that platform and we'll get obviously a commission from it because it's a co-production so that kind of is the only part of that that makes sense but again people would then be going over to BritBox and not your streaming service but I suppose if it's a case if it's a co-production they'd both get money from it so that's the only part of that that makes sense um so I, I don't know again it's a it's a very because ITV and BBC are technically already doing that because of the back catalogue stuff that I just mentioned with having things like Falls and Horses and uh, you know Doctor Who and, and things like Broadchurch as well already on BritBox. So 
I uh, just want to look at a couple of things here. It says um, in the table below. So again, that doesn't quite make sense to me as to why BBC and ITV would do that. But I suppose the the co-production investment is where that sort of makes sense. So uh, in the table below, exclusive refers to a program where it is only available on. Sorry. In the table below, exclusive refers to a program where it is only available on whilst debut refers to the program sorry platform a program is first available on so this is some of the stuff i'm talking about like exclusivity and getting getting people onto your platform knowing that they can't go anywhere else to watch it so when i think of things like that a couple of quick examples is like stranger things you can only watch on netflix if you want to watch that netflix is pulling you in because if you want to watch it you're subscribing to netflix and you're watching it over there mandalorian disney plus you hear things about Mandalorian, whatever, it gets nominated for Emmys, so on and so forth, it's Star Wars, you've got to go Disney+. Plus. None of this co-production stuff with other, other companies, sometimes that makes sense, but it, what my, my kind of point with that is, would you rather have your own original on your own platform where people have to go over to you, where you can also advertise your other stuff to them so that they stay on your platform, watching more of your content and spending more time on your platform, or... Would you rather do co-productions where ITV and BBC are basically saying, okay, we're we're fine with people going over to places like BritBox to watch our half-owned produced content? Um, so again, it's like, we're, okay, both of them might be good for you, but wouldn't you rather just like put some of that money, the tens of millions I just mentioned from both sides, into your own stuff? And put that on your own platform so that people come over to your platform to watch your stuff. And then you can advertise other stuff, keep them there, they're on your platform, etc, etc. Again, same thing applies to Stranger Things and Mandalorian. You finish Mandalorian and you think, oh, Bad Batch, I don't know, new new, new Star Wars show, or Clone Wars, or Rebels, or, or something like that. Or maybe or maybe you haven't seen the new the new films, or maybe the old films. And then they're available on there, those get advertised to you, because... Uh, just to speak on an example of that, every week when I finish watching um, the Bad Batch, I get a little advertisement for Clone Wars. Hey, you like Star Wars? You watched? You finished the episode? Um, here's, you know, we haven't got any more Bad Batch available for you. We can't play the next episode because it's it's not out yet. Here's Clone Wars for you. You like Star Wars? And then it shows me a picture of Yoda every single time. Yoda's a popular character. Okay, I'll check that out. That keeps me on that platform. And then there's, what, seven seasons of Clone Wars? And it goes on from there. Um, kind of same thing with Stranger Things. Once you'd finish all, is it three seasons of, of the show? Um, and then they say, hey, here's more stuff that you'd like. Okay, there's no Stranger Things spin-off in the same way that there is for Star Wars. Um, so there's no sort of, hey, watch the spin-off for a prequel or whatever. You know, because there, there isn't any of those. But they can recommend similar things. Maybe okay, if you like dark sci-fi stuff, maybe dark will come up as a as a suggestion. So those are just kind of a couple of little examples. An example I want to bring up for the co-production thing, as it says here in the, in the table below. I'm just going to read out a couple of these and tell you which ones I've heard of. You got the Belletchley Circle, San Francisco. The Pembrokeshire Murders, as you can tell by the way I've read those titles out, I've never heard of them before. Honor. Uh, so he's supposed to be, it's got listed here 
Um, those three I've just read out. So the first two in an honour. It says co-production. Uh, sorry, for the first one, Belechi Circle, whatever. Uh, renewed co-production between ITV and BritBox US. That's the, that's the co-production stuff I was talking about. And then and then the Pembrokeshire Murders, whatever it's called. Co-production between ITV and BritBox US. Uh, honour. Um, co-production between ITV and BritBox US. And then it says the Mallorca Files or something. Uh, police procedural. Co-production between ITV... Oh, co-production between ITV and BritBox US and Canada. So I don't know. So, those originals, it doesn't say... It only says Canada for that last one I read out. So are those not available in Canada? Um, interesting. Interesting. Because I thought that was kind of the point. But anyway. Um, there she goes. There's, there's actually nothing listed for that at all. So I can't tell you about that. This is the one that I've heard of. I, don't, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. It's called The Bay. It's a crime show from ITV. Uh, I do know that that aired on ITV. So that's interesting from them. There's no information actually listed for that. But it does. This is under the. Uh, sort of under the co-production list. And then. I'm not going to read out these others. But there's a bunch of ones that. I, I, I've not heard of all the rest of them. So those are the dramas. Comedy. Oh. Scroll past it too quickly. Uh, comedy. Spitting Image. Which is basically Britbox's. Poster sort of show. Um. What does it say here? Uh, yeah, political satire, all that sort of stuff. It's got like Boris Johnson in it and whatever. 3rd of October, UK debut. Um, renewed. So it's got, yeah, it's got a second season, which is what I guessed earlier. Renewed production from Avalon Television. Never heard of them. Notes. Britbox's UK, Britbox UK's first original commission. Hmm. So I'm so I'm assuming then if um so Britbox not Britbox sorry Spitting Image that must be available on the so the US and the Canada and I think it was Australia the other one wasn't it I'm assuming that's available I'm assuming these originals are available on there because um, I'm I would hope and assume that would work the same way that something like Netflix would. Where, okay, if Netflix is available in your country and, and Stranger Things is a Netflix original or things like The Witcher and The Crown and whatever, that it doesn't matter where you are because that's an original, it's going to be on that platform. As opposed to things like uh, The Flash for Netflix. The Flash gets its box sets on Netflix added in the US, but doesn't for the UK. Um Again, because it's not a Netflix original, it's a CW show, but CW's made a deal with Netflix, which, once the season's finished, um, those box sets are available later on Netflix, and I assume CW slash Warner Brothers gets probably a commission for that. So, yeah, that's that's basically that. So, um, just read out a couple of other notes here. In addition to containing the catalogues of BBC and IT, ITV television... BritBox includes content from Channel 4, including Film 4 and Viacom CBS through the UK channels uh, Channel 5 and Comedy Central as well. So that's the back catalogue stuff I was talking about. Um, Just reading about... 
other potential networks to offer content or ownership of BBC's Wait, other potential networks to offer content of or ownership of BritBox include NBC Universal owned by Comcast and BT. Such collaboration would generally increase BritBox's catalogue um, and financial resources when comparing with other streaming um, platforms like Netflix, Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. I thoroughly disagree with that. Um, not that that's an opinion, but yeah it it's sort of like the tri- bit brit box but so by the sound of what i just read there about the nbc stuff and bt they're trying to like borrow content from those platforms again it's when you're advertising a streaming service to me and you're trying to pull me in you've got to do it with originals and if the only original thing you've got sticking out is spitting image then i don't care <laughs> so um so yeah, but that that's just where it loses to, because um, it says there's such collaboration would greatly increase BritBox's catalog and financial resources when compared with other streaming services like Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime. But the thing that pulls me into Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime is their originals. Granted, I use Amazon a lot less than Netflix and Disney Plus, but yeah, okay. Um, BT and NBC BT is a service in the UK by the way I don't know if it's available outside the UK BT and NBC Universal were reportedly in early talks with BritBox but the progress of the talks have yet to be yet to be stated with NBC Universal investing in their own in their streaming service which is exactly what I mentioned earlier which is what BBC and ITV should be trying to do more um, in their own streaming service Peacock because yeah, NBC would, when they launched Peacock, their own streaming service, would want to focus on making content for that, which is exactly what I mentioned a minute ago, that BBC and ITV should be trying to do for iPlayer, and not just for their uh, on-demand things, but their channels, like the ITV channel and stuff. Um, yeah, investing in their streaming service Peacock in the US from 2020, which I think is when it launched, uh, and its parent, um, Comcast owning... And its parent, Comcast, owning Sky's UK streaming service, Now TV. Yeah, they've got like a thing with that. Making full collaboration with NBC Universal unlikely, which makes sense to me. BT has since signed a partnership with BritBox in which the service will complement its content. But BT. Um. Is like mainly BT Sport and stuff, which that does that doesn't make any sense to me because BT BT is just a platform to watch channels on. Like the only kind of original stuff BT's got is BT Sport, which they paid a lot of money for. That's like Champions League, Europa League games, and like the AMC channel thing where you can watch like. Fear the Walking Dead. So I'm not sure how that would work with Breakbox. Unless it's like you can get... The only thing I can um, think of there that would make sense is if you had the Breakbox app on BT Box. Which is useful, but that doesn't actually increase Breakbox's content. That just makes it available in other places. Which doesn't improve the service, it just makes it more accessible. 
in terms of content. Again, that's what I'm mainly focusing on here is the content and not the accessibility. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that, there's a bunch of other stuff here, but some of it already goes over what I've talked about before. Um, yeah, so if basically, long story short, if you're in the UK, BritBox isn't really worth it. If you're in the US, it's a bit more worth it. But again, the only sort of thing that's sticking out is Spitting Image and the co-productions with ITV and BBC. It just, when I look at that as that's what BritBox is, that's not impressive to me in the slightest. And I, I've never even gone on like BritBox's website to like, hey, I might check this because I'm I'm just watching better shows in other places uh, or just um, signed up to streaming services that in my opinion have got more and better originals like Disney Plus and Netflix and Apple and Amazon and uh, things like all four as well which I'm not you know paid signed up to because that's free but that's where I watch things like you know Hamid's Tell and stuff so plus with Disney Plus they just they got Fox and stuff and now they're getting like you know all the, all, all the star content which just again wh- wh- when I think of like what BritBox offers it's just completely destroyed by its competition it really is um so yeah they're, they're, they're pretty when I think of like TV competition and stuff they're they're pretty low in the pile. They're really quite low in the pile. Um, so, yeah. Again, unless you're in the US and you want to watch some of those those content. But for me, somebody in the UK who's got most of that content, or at least the ones that I care about, like the uh, all four stuff, I've all not I've not over not only have I already seen most of that stuff, uh, most of that TV, but I know it's available on a platform to me that is uh free so yeah there you go uh anyway that's kind of my thoughts on on britbox it doesn't offer me much i've never used it i don't intend to use it um they'd have to they'd have to really come out with some original content some more original content see what could just hypothetically what could let's just say this could happen in the future right britbox puts together like five let's say like a good five originals that are like wow need to go and watch these if that was the case then i'd go and watch those in spitting image but at the moment it's like okay sure i could sign up for the trial and like binge watch spitting image but i don't feel like i need to or want to because i'm just already watching other stuff on other platforms that i'm already paying for so yeah uh anyway let me know your thoughts on britbox do you have it do you not do you not care do you are you intrigued um, I don't know how this podcast could have made you more interested in BritBox, but if it did or did not, or whatever the case is, however you feel about BritBox, maybe you're in the US and you see a lot of value in this thing. If so, cool. Uh, let me know what you think anyway. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter E Talk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes as well for uh, for all of that. Uh, thanks very much for listening. You can find all the rest of the content that we've got on EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Uh, I also today wrote a short story. It's called The Closet. It is a horror slash zombie story. So go and read that. That's not a podcast. There is a podcast with it, which is more talking about the story itself and the process of writing it and everything. Um, But it's a written short story. You can go and read that on entertainmenttalk.org if you'd like to do that as well. Let me know what you think and everything. 
Um, yeah, entertainmenttalk.org for all that TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Already mentioned all that. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and will support more of it, you want to check out more of what we're doing. Um, you can uh, simply tell people what we do and where they can find it. So tell them the name of the website and they can find us on iTunes feeds, that kind of stuff, podcast platforms. Just tell them to search for Entertainment Talk and tell them what we do and where they can find it as well. Uh, you can also go to our Patreon page, um, search for Entertainment Talk on Patreon or check the link in the, the show notes for the Patreon page. That's for the ad-free podcast and review options, the $1 and $3 level tiers, so take a look at that if as well if you'd like to. Uh, for all of your TV and film news regarding BritBox and ITV and BBC and all the rest of the other things, uh, David's got you covered over on GeekTown, that's geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, Geek Town Radio episodes come out, so that's like your weekly uh, TV and film uh, news and opinion sort of podcast from David and all the co-hosts. Uh, that's on geektown.co.uk, and you can also search for that on Geek Town Radio, get subscribed, you listen to that weekly, and there you go. Um, Geek Town Radio did return last week, so go ahead and check out last week's episode for all of that. Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, Etalk UK, for my different streams and if you missed the streams, I did update them today the archive streams on YouTube. Uh, there's three new ones that I put on there. Uh, that's Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. Thanks for listening and uh, I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>